Hello, my name is Jordan Tardo, and I'm the lead pastor at Experience Church. I'd like to take a moment and just say thank you so much for tuning in to our podcast today. I hope this message blesses you. I hope it encourages you. I hope it strengthens you for what God has called you to today. We are in this series called A Place Called Home, and I would encourage you, if you have not been able to be here or if you uh, were not able to watch online one of the three other weeks, I would encourage you to go back and watch it. It's just been a really powerful series, um, just really talking about unity and harmony, and I would love for you to go back and watch those if you haven't got to, so you can go to experienceourchurch.com and you can figure all that out, but we'd love for you to join us on that area. But that being said, uh, today I want to talk to you as we close this series down on a topic that I believe is important and vital uh, to our relationship with the Lord, and that is this. I want to talk to you about a home of worship, of worship. I believe that really worship is one of the most vital portions or parts of our walking journey with God. It's such a vital part of our journey, our relationship, our, and our walk with Him. And so oftentimes we can think worship is we come, we hear the, the, the singers sing four or three or four songs, and then we leave, and okay, we got our worship in. And that's true, that is part of worship, but really worship is, is legitimately, it's us living a life all the time, all day, all, every day, honoring God. It's a life honor of honor to Him. So I'm honoring God with my relationship with my spouse. That's worship. I'm honoring God with my, with my money. That's worship. I'm honoring God with my song. That's worship. So singing is a part of worship, but it's not just what worship is. Oftentimes we can be confused and think worship's just singing songs, but it's not. It's really a life of honoring Him. Make sense? And so today I do want to talk to you for a few moments, though, on the portion of singing on the worship side of things. And uh, I want to read from the scripture of Acts chapter 16 today. Uh, starting in verse 22, what's happening here, the church is growing, uh, that Jesus has died, rose again, and now the church is growing, and, and, and Paul and Silas, they're ministering, they're, they're the apostles too, they're preaching the gospel, they're seeing people healed, they're seeing people saved, the church is growing and by thousands, and really, there's some people that come against Paul and Silas, and this is kind of where we pick up in the scripture, it says, a mob quickly formed against Paul and Silas, and the city officials ordered them stripped and beaten with wooden rods. They were severely beaten. And they were thrown into prison. The jailer was ordered to make sure that they didn't escape. So the jailer put them into the inner dungeon and clamped their feet in the stocks. Around midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the, and the others were listening. Suddenly, suddenly, go back, suddenly, there was a massive earthquake, and the prisoner, the prison, excuse me, was shaken to its foundations. All the doors immediately flew open, and the chains of every prisoner fell off. Okay, so you got to picture what's going on here. Again, a lot of times we can read scripture and be like, oh, cool story. They're, they're in prison. They're, they're, they got chains on them. They have stocks on their feet, and they begin to worship, and through their worship, all of a sudden, this great earthquake happens, the scripture says. The earthquake is so intense, think about this, that the doors like blow off. You know what I'm saying? Like it's, I mean, think about how intense this earthquake's got to be. Not only do the doors fall off, but the Bible says that they're chained, and it says their chains fall off. So can you imagine how intense this earthquake must have been that chains were literally like off? I mean, this, it's, I mean they must have been like, you know what I'm saying? I don't know how it happened, but it happened. And so this is what's happening right now. The scripture chains fell off, and the prisoners, they all were freed. Okay, next scripture, please, for me. If you go back to the next one, next one. There is the jailer woke up and see uh, to see the prison doors wide open. He assumed prisoners had escaped, so he drew his sword to kill himself. But Paul shouted to himself, "Stop! 
don't kill yourself, we are all here. Okay, from this text, these six scriptures, you know, oftentimes people are taught or taught from the stage or pulpit um, really about freedom. Freedom from addiction, from struggles, things that have chained us in our past and how God wants to free us and will free us. And I've taught that as well. But as I was studying this past week, the Lord really gave this scripture to me in my heart, really on, a, on worship. Because they started the whole process with singing and hymns and worshiping God, praying. So I want to talk to you a little bit from this text on really what we see worship is, but then also what worship is not. You can't really know what worship is until you know what it's not. So I want to talk to you a little bit about that today. Acts chapter 16 and verse 25. It says, Around midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God. They were praying and singing hymns to God. They weren't singing hymns to themselves. They weren't singing hymns to their friends. They weren't singing hymns to their other, their other, their other uh, prison mates in another room. No, they were singing hymns to God, praying and singing to the Lord. It shows us this, that the first thing we have to know about worship is worship is not about us. Worship is not about us. Oftentimes, we as believers, as humans, we make worship about ourselves. We make it about our preferences. We make it about what makes us feel good. We, makes it, we make it about what we need instead of what we can give to God. We can mistake the concept of worship being what we can get from God and not what we can give to God. Worship is really, if you really get down to the core of what worship is, it's just honoring God. And so it's giving our honor to God. The reason why we sing together and, and we get together, it's not just so we can get everybody hyped up, fit ready for the message. It's not so that we can kind of wake up. No, we sing together corporately because we know we desire as a church to honor God first. We want to honor him with our song. We want to honor him with our lives. And so we start the day, in the morning, we start it with worship. I would encourage you to do it on your own. When, when you start your day, start it with taking a time, a moment to worship God. Why? Because you're starting your day honoring him. And the goal should be that we would honor him with our lives all day. And so it's an opportunity for us as we worship to say, okay, as we sing songs, it's a moment for us to give our honor where really honor is due. It's important that we understand this. And, you know, it's important, I wrote this down, that, you know, if we, if we worship and we make it about our preferences, we've missed the purpose of worship. When we, we make it about our preferences, we've missed the purpose. The purpose is not about us. The purpose is to honor him. Well, the music's too loud, or, oh, the cymbals are too loud. Come on, somebody, those drummers, they love the cymbals. Come on, somebody. The cymbals are too loud. Love you, drummers, but come on. You know what I'm talking about. But anyways, the cymbals are too loud. Oh, you know, this isn't my song. This is too new of a song. I don't really know this song. This isn't really my vibe. You know, this isn't really my feel. I, I, it's, it's too new. Or if you're younger, maybe you say, this song's too old. It's a hymn. This isn't really my style. I don't really like this. And so we can choose not to worship based on our preferences. Now, I'm not saying we can't have styles. That's why there's all different types of worship styles because there are different styles. But if we make it about our preferences more than the purpose of honoring him, we're off. Does that make sense? And so it's important to understand that, yes, okay, it may not be necessarily the song that you like most. We all have styles we like, and we all have songs we like more than others. Yes, but if it hinders me, if my preference hinders me from really honoring him, I'm missing the true purpose of, purpose of worship. It's not about me. It's about him. It's about honoring him. You know, the scripture says we all know the scripture, whether we have grew up in church or didn't, whether we've gone to church or we haven't, we all know the Lord's Prayer. The Lord's Prayer says, Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in, as it is in heaven. heaven. As it is in heaven. 
you know, worship is really a picture, a small portion of on earth as it is in heaven. If you don't like worshiping here on earth, you're not going to like heaven very much. You probably won't like heaven too much. Why? Because heaven is filled with worship. And I can't imagine us getting to heaven and being like, Jesus, would you please tell the angels to sing a different song? We're probably not going to care. Why? Because we're so caught up in his goodness and his glory and wanting to honor him that we don't care what song's being sung. We just want to honor him. And that's what really worship is. Worship is a moment for us as, as people to say, you know what, I want it to be as in heaven. I want it to be on earth. And so, God, I don't care what's going on, what's happening, what song's being sung. God, I want to worship you. Why? Because I want to honor you with my song. And you may say in the room, why would I want to honor God? I don't even know God. If you're online, maybe you say I'm far from God. I don't, I don't, why would I need to honor him? Well, for those that are close to him or, or believe in him, we honor him because we have a heart of gratefulness that knows what he's done for us. And so because of what he's done for us, we know he's forgiven us, he's freed us, he's given his life for us. And so from that, what we do is we say we want to give back. We want to give honor where honor is due. God, there's no one like you in all the earth. And so we want to give you our praise and we want to give you our worship because we know who you are and what you've done for us. As it is in heaven, it's going to be a, there's going to be worship in heaven. I can't imagine getting to heaven and saying, you know what, we don't like it, but it is what it is. We're going to keep going. No, we're just going to be honored. We're going to be grateful that we're there. We're grateful that God loves us. And we're going to be grateful, overwhelmed by God's presence and his love. We're just going to be singing whatever song's being sung. We might sing our own songs because we're so honored and grateful for who he is. You know, many of us, we go to these stores uh, in, in the city and beyond the city. But, and we go to different stores and they give out free samples. You know, that you can go and they give you a little, y'all all know, you go to a little, you get a little a cup of something and you did it. Now, I'm the guy, Ashley's shopping. She's like, I, I gotta, we got to get some groceries. I'm like, cool, I'm going to go with you. You start to shop, I'm going to make a round, okay? Like, I, I'll go from one, okay, thank you. I'll go to the next one, thank you. I'll go to the next one. I make sure I hit them all. I don't even like what they're giving me, but it's free. I'm going to take it. Come on, somebody. And so I'll go, I'll make a lap. No, then I get all the way around. No joke, I make a lap on all of them, make a lap all the way around. Then I'm like, you know what? I'm going to make a second lap. And I make a second lap. I take the same thing. Now, let me tell you something. After the second lap, they're going to tell you something. How do I know that? Because it's happened to me. The lady's like, sir, this is the third time. You want this or not? I'm like, mm, no, you know what? I don't think I want this. Thank you so much. I just wanted the free samples. Now, it's, I'm being silly, but oftentimes, why do they give us this? They give us, why do they give us free samples? It's not because they want to give us free food. And we want them to keep, they want us to keep making laps in their, in their store. No, they give them to us. Why? Because they want you to taste it. And when you taste it, you'll want more of it. And so because you want more of it, then you'll go get it. It's the same thing with worship. God gives us taste of honoring him in his presence and being overwhelmed with joy and love in his presence. And gives us a taste of it. Why? So that we'll be excited and say, God, I can't wait to have more of it in heaven. I can't wait. We just get a little free sample of it here, what it's going to really look like in heaven. And so, God, it excites me to one day, this is not my home. I can't wait to get to my home. Why? Because I know, God, I'm going to be consumed with your presence and I can't wait. It's honoring him, and we get excited about that. And so we, we, do it, we do it here on earth, not so we can just sing some songs, but to honor him. Why? Because we know that we're going to all one day honor him forever. Every tribe, every tongue, every nation will honor him. And so we do this. It's not about us. Acts chapter 16, and verse 25, it says, Around midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and other prisoners were listening. Other prisoners were listening. Worship is not about us. 
and then worship is not a performance. There were two types of people. There were people that were singing and worshiping, and there were people that were listening. And, you know, this could happen sometimes as we worship and we come to a church. We expect people, the, the, the ones that sing good, we'll just let them sing to us, and we just enjoy the, the skills that they have, the talent that they have. But that's not really worship. That's a concert. And worship is not meant to be a concert. When we get together and we worship and we sing together, it's not so that we can sit back and say, oh, they do such a good job, great job, we're so grateful for them. Yes, we are grateful for them. They do do a good job, but that is not why we're, we're, they're doing this. They're not coming up here to perform for us. They're coming up here to lead us. They're leading us means this. If you perform for me, then here's what happens. Now, you're doing something, you're worshiping, you're honoring, and I'm just, I'm just a, a part of that, and I'm watching that. But when you lead me into worship, now what's happening is I'm actually going, you're not just honoring God, I'm honoring God with you in his presence. Does that make sense? And so it's important that we understand it's not a performance. It's not a karaoke. You know, a lot of times people, y'all know, you go, to, you go to karaoke, and we all have that one friend. You know, the one friend that, like, dude, you should not sing right now. You know what I'm saying? Like, bro, you know you can't hit one note right, but they're like, no, this is my calling. You know what I'm saying? And so they go, and they get up, and they sing. And here's what we do, because we're good friends. Here's what we do. We're like, we support them. Like, yeah, you're killing it, bro. He's not hitting a note. If he even tried, he couldn't hit it right. We're like, yeah, we're cheering him on. That, that's, that's not what worship is. Worship's not us just cheering someone on. We, we clap. At the end of songs sometimes, and I think sometimes people think we're clapping because we're just, we're celebrating what, like, hey, great job. No, we're not clapping because we're saying great job. We're clapping because we're confirming that what we just sang is, is true in our hearts and our lives. I'm celebrating, yes, God, how great you are. Yes, I know that you're, yes, God, I know you're the same God. I'm clapping because I know you are the same God yesterday, today, and forever. And so I'm clapping because I know, God, you're going to move in my life and who you are. And so it's not, it's not karaoke. It's not a sing-along. You know, uh, we have a young child, and all we watch now on TV is sing-alongs. Y'all know what I'm saying? It's, the, it's, like, it's got the words on the bottom, and the ball bounces from the, bo- from the, on the bottom. Y'all know what I'm talking about? Anybody know what I'm talking about? It's like, how great thou art, how great thou art, then sings my soul. You know, it bounces a bunch of times. You know what I'm talking about? It, like, bounces up a bunch of times. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, like that's not what worship is. I know we have words on the screen and so sometimes we can get caught up in watching the words and reading the words, but here's what happens. If I'm just reading words, it's in my mind, it's not in my heart. Worship is a posture of the heart. I'm gonna be vulnerable with you. There's a lot of songs that we sing, I don't know all the words. I don't know all the words. Actually, most songs, I don't know all the words. In fact, Ashley, she knows a lot of words to songs. She's got a great memory. And so I'll be singing songs and she'll constantly tell me that's not the right words. I'll sing something like, how great there are. We just sang it. Like, how great there are. I'll be like, how great you are. She's like, that's not it. I'll say, then sings my heart. She's like, that's not it. And so finally, I'm like, yes, it is. She's like, what do you know? It's not. I was like, yes, it is. Why? Because it's my worship song. I'm the one singing it. And again, I know I'm being funny, but here's what it is. Oftentimes, this is how we have to be as Christians, where we say as believers, as we worship. Here's what it is. Okay, it's not necessarily the words on the screen. It's the posture of my heart. And God, my heart is so wanting to honor you that I'm going to express it with my song, whether I get the words right or not. I'm going to participate and I'm going to sing. Why? Because God, I love you so much. And if it's the wrong words, it's all good. It's all great. Sometimes the, the actual ones that are singing up here get the wrong words. They'll be all right, you know what I'm saying? But it's, it's important for us to know that it's not this concept of, okay, I have to read every word, and if I read every word, okay, good, now I'm worshiping. No, it's God, my heart 
is so grateful for who you are and what you've done that God, it overflows with song to you. Does that make sense? It's not a performance. Acts chapter 16 and verse 23 says they were severely beaten and then they were thrown into prison. The jailer was ordered to make sure they didn't escape so the jailer put them in the inner dungeon and clamped their feet in the stocks. Worship is not about us. It's not a performance and also worship is not a feeling. Worship is not a feeling. If anybody on the planet had a reason to say, I'm not feeling like worshiping today, it was Paul and Silas. They had been severely beaten. It was late at night. Not only that, they, they, they're in chains. Not only that, they're in prison. Not only that, they're in the inner dungeon of the prison. The inner dungeon was this, the nastiest part of the, 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 the prison. It was the lowest part. It was probably moldy. It was probably filled with rats. And not only that, they're clamped where they can't even move around in the dungeon. If anybody had a reason to say, to justify, I don't feel like worshiping. It was Paul and Silas. If anybody had a reason and a purpose and, a, and a, to justify complaining about the situation on God, where are you? It was Paul and Silas. They were, they were living, doing the right things. They weren't doing anything wrong. They were preaching the gospel. They were ministering to people. They were loving people. They were seeing God move. And yet here they are. They're in prison. They've been beaten badly, the Bible says. God, where are you? God, I, I, I was living for you. I was serving you. I was following you. I was doing all the right things, God. And you still allowed all this to happen. God, where in the world are you? Why are you allowing this to happen to me? They didn't do that. We can do that. God, where are you? I've been going to church and I've been going to small group. And God, I do my devotion and I pray. And God, I'm trying. And so God, why, why, why am I still hurt in my heart? God, why haven't you restored this relationship? God, why have I not got the promotion that I'm looking for? God, why have you not fulfilled this prayer that I've been asking? God, where in the world are you? And we can get caught up in that. But see, what happens is we can sometimes worship in our hearts from that place. That place of God, where are you? And here's what happens. When we worship like that, we're missing the purpose of worship. The purpose of worship is to honor him no matter what the circumstance is. See, Paul and Silas knew this. They said they were prisoned, they were beaten, they were in chains. But yet, I'm not going to let my circumstances dictate why I'm going to honor God. I'm going to honor God because I know he's good even if I don't see it in my life right now. And so what do they do? They start to worship. They start to sing. They start to sing, and next thing you know, from singing, God starts to show up in their lives. But they're not doing it based on a feeling that they walk through. And we can do this oftentimes as Christians. I think the most common mistake Christians make, I think the most common mistake Christians make about worship is that we seek a feeling and we're not seeking God. We're seeking a feeling of what it feels like in order to me to receive his presence or to get the goosebumps. And so then we do that and we're like, oh yeah, we're in his presence. Or, or to receive the joy or receive the, the peace. And if we don't feel that, then we feel like we're not really truly worshiping. No, God does not expect our worship or want our worship to be based on a feeling. He wants it to be based on faith, meaning this, even in my struggle, even in my prison, even in my hurt, God, I'm going to choose to worship you. Why? Because I know even if I don't see it, I believe it. You're good. In fact, I would encourage you, in your struggle, that's when you should be worshiping the most. In your, in your sickness, worship. In your heartbreak, worship. 
In your need of direction, worship. In your need of promotion, worship. If you're believing for a child, worship. If you're believing for a spouse, worship. Don't wait to get what you think you need or want before you start to worship. No, worship God. Why? Because as we worship God, what happens is God begins to change our perspective and he starts to make us realize that the problem isn't really that big. Our God is. But we can get so caught up in the problem that we make God small. And that, God's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And I love that Paul and Silas. It, this in our brains would have been such a major issue going on. And Paul and Silas said, no, it's all good. We're going to choose to worship. Why? Because our, our, our circumstances don't dictate whether we honor him or not. We're going to honor him with our lives. And so guess what? In the middle of the prison, in the middle of the chains, in the middle of the dungeon, God, we honor you. How great thou art. How great thou art. How great thou art. People in the, are listening. They're probably like, what in the world are these dudes talking about? This is not great at all. No. God, how great you are. Why? Because my worship is based on a faith that goes beyond what I see or what I feel. Make sense? Acts chapter 16 and verse 25. There's, you know, there's some, those are three things that really, I, you know, I say that are not worship. But then t I want to give you just a couple things, I believe, practically that will help us in really having true, authentic worship. And that is this, Acts chapter 16 and verse 25, it says, around midnight. Now, again, go with me here. They, were, they had been beaten. They had been severely wounded. It's midnight. I'm sure they were tired. This is the time they should have been sleeping because I'm sure they were exhausted. And yet they chose instead to worship. It shows us a picture of their eagerness to honor God. Even when you're tired, even they're walking through this, even through a situation, they said, no, you know what? We're eager to honor God. Why? Because they knew that God was bigger than the circumstance they were going to. And I would encourage you in your moments of where you have opportunities to worship, when you come to church, when you gather with, with, with other believers, be eager to get into his presence and into worship. I'm not just here. I'm hoping to wake up and I'm hoping people are going to be okay. Like I'm, gonna, I'm trying to figure out. No, I'm eager to get into his presence. Why? Because I know God is here with us. I love David in Psalms chapter 122, verse 1. I love it. He says, I was glad when they said to me, let us go to the house of the Lord. He said, I was glad, I was excited, I was hyped, I was amped. Whatever word you want to use to make yourself sound cool. He was eager to get into the presence of the Lord. He was eager to go to the house of the Lord. Why? Because he knew in Matthew chapter 18, verse 19 and 20, this is Jesus speaking. He knew this. David, I mean, again, again, he said, truly I tell you that two of you on earth agree with anything they ask for. It will be done for them by my Father in heaven. Check this out in verse 20. For where two or three are gathered together in my name, I am there in the midst of them. When two or more are gathered in my name, he's in the midst. There are more than two of us or three of us in this room, a lot more. And so what does that mean? As we gather and as we honor him, God is literally here in the midst of us. And so he, David, he's glad to go to the house of the Lord. Why? Because he knows if two or three of us are together, as we begin to worship, God shows up and his presence shows up and he, and he begins to move on behalf of us. And so here's what's so cool. I love this. It's this concept of us understanding when I'm going to church or I'm worshiping in my small group or I'm on the way, I'm not like, ah, I hope I can get out of there within 45 minutes. I hope I, no, we're excited. Why? Because we know as we gather the God, the creator of the universe, it literally is in the midst of us, meeting us where we are, exactly where we are. You know, we don't have to look a certain way. We don't have to dress a certain way. We don't have to act a certain way. No, we just begin to honor him. And through our honor, the Bible says as we gather, he's in the midst of us. 
This is exciting. David knew this. I love this. I love this. I love this. You know, you're like, oh, well, Pastor Jordan, you just say that you're excited and it's the best day. I always tell people Sunday's the best day of the week. Best day of the week. Best day of the week. Like, hey, how you doing? Best day of the week. You know what I'm saying? It's like the best day of the week. I always say it. I say it all the time. People are like, oh, well, Pastor Jordan, you have to say that you're a pastor. You know, like it's your job. You have to say that. And really, I tell people, it's not that I'm a pastor I say that. It's because, because I believe that and say that I've chosen to be a pastor. Because long before I was ever a pastor preaching, I, was, I, I couldn't wait to get into the presence of the Lord. I couldn't wait to gather with people in community and begin to worship God. Why? Because I knew that as we worshiped, God showed up. And so it's not because I'm a pastor I say this, it's because I know that my heart has always been this way. And so now I've chosen to move my life to give my life to the local church. I love the local church. I love that we get to gather together. Why? Because I know as we gather, God's in the midst of us. And when God's in the midst of us, this is what's so incredible about the God that we serve. When he's in the midst, he does things that we can never do on our own. He begins to change our hearts. He begins to heal us and restore us and free us and all these different things that we're not even looking for. We're just honoring him. But through our honor and through our worship, God begins to change us from the inside out. It's an incredible time. It's an incredible opportunity. Acts chapter 16 and verse 25, it says, Around midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God. There's an eagerness, and then there's an engagement. They were praying and singing. So there's an engagement. I know this kind of goes back to what we talked about, not a performance, but we're participating with one another. There's different ways that we, we engage in worship. The scripture says in Psalms chapter 47 and verse 1, Come, everyone, clap your hands. Shout to God with joyful praise. Clap your hands. We are a church. We clap our hands. It's not just a song we sing in the beginning to get you hyped up. No, we just believe it. It's ex- and it's an expression of our worship. For those that come have been here more than one week, you've probably know. I'm probably the loudest clapper. I'm like, I'm like the loudest clapper. Why? Because I just want to express my worship to God any way I can. It's, it's, it's part of what we do. It's part of expression. Psalms chapter 95 and verse 6. It says, oh, come, let us worship. And bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord, our maker. Let us worship and bow down. Worship and bow down is an expression of worship. Psalm chapter 63 and verse 4. I will praise you as long as I live. And in your name, I will lift up my hands. It's an expression of worship. You may see people in our church that lift their hands. It's an expression of worship. It's not that we're trying to go into some trance. It's not that we think that we're going to start floating around. That's not what it is. It's literally just an expression of our heart that says, I'm, I want to honor God. Really two ways, through celebration and through surrender. We're celebrating him. We lift our hands to celebrate all God has done and who he is. You know, if you are a sports team or watch or you have a favorite sports team, when your team scores, no one has to tell you to stand up and shout. If you're, if, you're, if you're in the boxing or UFC, when your favorite boxer or, or fighter, they, they, when they knock somebody out, nobody's got to tell you to stand up and get excited. What happens is through the expression of your heart of just being excited, you stand up and you cheer. It's the same thing with worship. What we're doing is we're so excited from the expression of our heart of desiring to honor him that we just, we, we, our hands just go up because we want to celebrate him. We want to honor him and then also surrender. When my hands are up, I'm at the most vulnerable point. I'm vulnerable when my hands are up, and so here's what we do. We're just showing God, God, our life is yours. We're surrendering our life to you. We're giving it to you. We're honoring you with our lives. If God, if there's something in my agenda, if it's something going on in my heart, if it's something going on in my mind, God, it's yours today. It's just an expression 
of our heart of worship. And so you may be in here and say, I don't feel comfortable lifting my hands. All good. No worries. I'm just giving you different expressions that we see in the scripture of reasons why we as a church do what we do. So you can feel more comfortable when you see someone lifting your hands. You're not freaked out thinking that they're trying to go in a trance. No, they're just celebrating or surrendering to God today. Make sense? Acts chapter 16 and verse 26 as we close today. Suddenly there was a massive earthquake and the prison was shaken to its foundations. All the doors immediately flew open and chains of every prison prisoner fell off. Fell off. The jailer woke up to see the prison doors wide open. He assumed the prisons, prisoner excuse me, had escaped, to, so he drew his sword to kill himself. But Paul shouted to himself, or shouted to him, excuse me, stop, don't kill yourself, we are all here. This is such an interesting scripture as I was reading this this week. The Lord kind of just stopped me on this. I just got, you got to go with me here for a moment. Could you imagine being beaten to the point of where the scripture would label it as badly wounded or badly beaten then you're in a prison and you're in a dungeon and you didn't do anything wrong you did absolutely nothing wrong and you're in a dungeon and you're in a prison and you're chained to where you can't even move in this place and then you begin to sing think about this take yourself there we begin to sing me and you we're hanging out in the prison and we begin to sing and as we sing the craziest stuff starts happening the walls, the ground, everything starts to shake. And all of a sudden, from the ground shaking, the walls shaking, doors start flying open. Everybody, all the doors of the whole prison start opening. And then, not only that, the chains fall off. The interesting thing about this, that's all incredible. But the even more interesting thought on this is the very next scripture where it says, the prisoners, the prisoner thought all the, I'm sorry, the guards thought all the prisoners would be gone but yet all of them are still there. If this was me, if this would be Jordan in the text, if I was in prison, if I had been beaten, if I had been in a change where I could not move and I'm singing to God and all of a sudden, all this stuff starts happening. I hate to tell you, he gone. I'm not waiting. I'm not looking. I've been singing to God. God's showing up. He's freeing me. Bye. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's no, it's going to be gone. I wouldn't be waiting on Silas. I wouldn't be like, Silas, you free? Nope. Silas, you on your own. I hope you make it. Every man for himself, I got to get out of here. And I know I'm being funny, but imagine the concept or the thought of they said, even though everything's free, they're worshiping and everybody's free, they still said, no, we're going to stay. Why? Why would you stay when God opens the door for you to be free? And we see in the scripture later in the text that the, they minister to this guard and the guard gives his life to the Lord and his whole family and God saves that whole family through this situation. But they didn't know this in the time, so why? You know, I was asking God this question this week. I was like, God, why would they stay? And you know, the Lord kind of put on my heart. It's, they were so... I say secure, but they were so confident in seeing God move throughout their life. They had been seeing miracles. They had been seeing people healed and delivered and people uh, uh, saved and the churches growing. They've seen, they were seeing God move so much that when God does this movement in their lives, they're not even surprised. Like if you really read the text, there's not one time in the text where it says they were shocked or they were surprised, or they're like, oh my gosh, God, it's unbelievable, they were in awe. No, 
They're just worshiping. All this stuff happens, and they decide to chill. Why? I believe this because they were so used to seeing God move that it was almost just common to them. It wasn't this incredible, incredible ordeal for them. No, they just knew. They had this expectation that if we gather together and as we worship, God's going to show up. It's the same thing with you and I. As we worship together and we gather, there should be this expectation of, I don't know how, how God's going to heal people, but I know he will. I don't know how God's going to free people today, but he will. I don't know how God's going to do those things and, and work out that relationship or work out that financial situation, but I know he will. Why? Because I know I'm eager to get into the house of the Lord. Why? Because I'm expecting him to move. I don't, I'm not worshiping him to get something, but I'm worshiping him to honor him. And the goodness of our God is as we honor him, he shows up in our lives and he's in the midst. And when he's in the midst, he, begin to, he begins to change things from the inside out. When we get into seasons or moments or uh, settings, if you will, of worship, I would encourage you to have an expectation, God's gonna move. I'm not just going to church to check off a, dot, a, a, a dotted line. I'm not just going to church because I, I feel like I need to or my spouse wants me to. No, I'm going because I'm gathering with other believers. And as we worship God and we honor him, he's in the midst of us. And then I know God's gonna show up in people's lives like never before. It's an expectation. This changes the way that we look at worship moments. I would encourage you on your own that you would have an expectation as, as you read your word, as you pray, as you, as, you, as, you, as you worship God, that you would expect God to speak to you. Expect God to, to hear from him. Expect God to move in your life and bring the things that you need. Not because that's why you're worshiping him. No, you're worshiping him because you honor him. But his goodness, as we honor, he shows up. I would encourage you, I don't know where you are, whether online or in this room, I don't know where you are in your life. I don't know what kind of struggle you're walking through or what you're believing for, but I will say this. Be a worshiper. Be one that worships. Because I'm telling you, when we worship and we, when we begin to honor him with our lives, he shows up like never before. I want to be a church, hear me. I want our church, and I say our, I mean us, we are the church. I want us to be a people that are worshipers, that live a life of worship, not just on a Sunday morning for four songs or three songs because we just feel good about the, the way they sing. No, that our life would be lives of worship. Amen.